0: Coming at you from the hey yo Studios. It's the fade route with D and Z. Here are your hosts, D and Z.
1: Coming at you live from the AO Studio. It's hey the yo. fade route with D and Z. I am D got a great show for you tonight, Matt Dumba takes out Pavelski, Vegas and the Avs go down 1-0, and a few NBA stars are missing, or might be missing, game two, but, I mean, there are so many headlines with the NFL, with the the NFL signing players, with the NBA in the playoffs, and the NHL in the playoffs, but we're gonna begin today's show with Jalen Hurts getting paid. Jalen signed a five-year, $255 million contract with about $179 million guaranteed. See, what does his contract do for Lamar Jackson? What does it do for Justin Herbert? What does it do for Joe Burrow? And what does it do for the Eagles?
0: Well, Jalen Hurts is the... Flavor of the week, right? Like he this will this is only temporary until the next big contract, right? We've seen this how many times now? Joe Flacco was at one point the highest paid. Matthew Stafford was once the highest paid. Matt Ryan was once the it never lasts. It never lasts. He has a $23 million signing bonus, $179 million guaranteed. An average annual salary. This is the big one. The AAV is $51 million a season. Mm-hmm. You think Aaron Rodgers is pissed about that?
1: But he, $1 he's million also, more. It, it's also like backloaded, right? Like he's not getting that much, I believe, the first two years. His big day payday then comes in year three or
0: year four. Right. <clears throat> but he has reset the market. Definitely. So now you're not concerned so much about, ah, crap. It's the Deshaun Watson contract. Now, it's the Jalen Hurts contract. And frankly, Burrow has done as much. I think we can agree. Both of them, in a very short time, have taken their teams to a Super Bowl. Neither one of them has won it. But Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts have both done that. Jalen Hurts has been more prolific At least last season. He was in discussion for the MVP. Joe Burrow has some stiff competition over there in the AFC. So, you know, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to shine there. Especially when you have a Mr. Mahomes and a Mr. Allen. It's very, you know... Jalen Jalen Hurts, it was easier to see in the NFC. Right? You don't really... Stafford was hurt a lot of the year and when he wasn't when he was playing he wasn't that great. You got <laughs> Kirk Cousins Dak Prescott you got Brady. You had Brady but look what happened around Brady. So it was easier for you to see how great Hurts was becoming and how he was taking the next step. Herbert and Burrow are gonna get paid. This is going to reshape their contracts, and this is going to recalibrate the market that was totally foobarred by Cleveland. Now completely deserving. Jalen Hurts is completely deserving of this contract. I mean as much as anybody is deserving of $179 million guaranteed. But to to answer the Lamar Jackson question, I don't think it does a damn thing. I honestly don't think it does a thing for Lamar Jackson because he's not moving off his spot. At least he's apparently, you know, he's not willing to move off his spot. He's not going to be able to use the MVP leverage. He's not going to be able to use that past performance to get what he wants he needs to start selling people on the potential of the future. And that's why these three guys in particular are going to get locked up. They're young. And their future is ahead of them. Lamar Jackson, it's a shorter window. These guys are in their early 20s whereas Lamar Jackson is in his mid to late 20s. It's a different story. 26 is a hell of a lot different than 23. Three years makes a difference. So, it's going to be very difficult for Lamar Jackson to get what he wants. It's been that way from the get go. And it, I think this is just in. I, I really think this does him no good. And, yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of in the same camp with you. Um, you know, I don't know what his number was. Some people say it was like 250, some people said it was like 300. That's not happening yet. I mean, Jalen Hurts got to a Super Bowl, scored like four touchdowns in the Super Bowl. He can run, he can throw, he doesn't get hurt. Um, you know, the main thing that hurts Lamar is that he gets hurt. I mean, he's missed substantial time towards the end of the last two seasons. And they, <laughs> I know it sounds silly, but Tyler Huntley made the Pro Bowl and the Ravens still made the playoffs, so... You know as far as you know i think for the eagles the deal's great right because you know the next two years he's not getting a lot the real payday i think in comes in year three and like you said you know in a couple of years this contract's going to be obsolete and then it'll be time like this contract will take him until i think he's 30 or 29 years old and then at time, it's for that, that point the Eagles can reassess the situation. Do we want to keep him? Do we want to get another guy? What do we want to do here? So, I think it was a great, it was a great contract for the Eagles. It's a good contract for Jalen Hurts. And then as far as the other quarterbacks that are looking for their contract, I mean, you know, Justin Herbert can't be upset at this because. I mean, what? At the end of the day, his his agent should be able to get him at least 175 mil guaranteed, maybe 150 mil guaranteed. Joe Burrow, you know, Joe Burrow is in the Jalen Hurts camp. Like, as far as this year, you know, this year could be his payday year, right? It's like, man, I already got to a Super Bowl, um, and we almost won. We were really just a drive away from winning. Same with Jalen Hurts. So... I'm thinking Joe Burrow's getting 225, 250, because he's been that guy. Lamar is hanging his hat on an MVP award, really, at this point.
0: I gotta say, like, and this may sound a little far-fetched, but to me, Lamar is more like Cam Newton than he is Jalen Hurts. Now, he's not as far in, gone in as what, Cam in what Newton. regards? He's not, like he's his not as far playing gone. style, or what do you mean? In terms of hanging his hat on the past. Um uh, Cam, okay. Cam yeah. Newton is hanging yeah. his hat on that MVP. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, you won the MVP. Congratulations. You gotta do something else. Like, Lamar Jackson, he's still got some proving to do. Right? He can't be. And he's not going to, right? He's not going to go out there and trash his fellow quarterbacks like Mr. Newton does. Right. So. Uh, he's going to be more complimentary, especially when nothing is settled here. And if he really wants out of Baltimore, there are ways. And it, as they say, it's better to catch flies with honey instead of vinegar. Now, the rumor, the latest rumor, is that the Niners would be willing and are actively engaging teams that are calling on t- Trey Lance this too. Um if I'm Baltimore, I might be willing to listen. If I can flip Lamar and if they want Lamar and I don't have to pay Lamar, you know, I- I'm not going anywhere. Like the-, the Ravens, they're not going anywhere. I know you're a Ravens fan, but like i I'm sure you know they they're okay. They're okay. They're not they're not world beaters. Not in that division. Like mm-hmm. you're probably second. Depending on Depending on how Kenny Pickett turns out, you're probably most likely second place. The, the Bengals are the Bengals are there, are that team. So, you know what are you gonna do? What is Steve you gonna do? What's he willing to do? Like the Odell Beckham thing, and Odell Beckham and Trey Lance, that might be something interesting, and it's probably something that's a little bit more long-lasting. Might be might be worth exploring. I'm just saying, especially with the draft a week from tomorrow you might want to start getting on some calls and seeing what you can do avoid
1: messy accidents get better stopping power with your brake pads callahan brake pads you never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family callahan auto we really care about what's under your hood And the NBA playoffs are underway, and there have been a few surprises so far. None bigger than the Warriors being down 0-2 to the Sacramento Kings. Yes, the Sacramento Kings. The Warriors are heading home, but they will be without Draymond Green in Game 3. The star forward was ejected in Game 2 for stepping on some chest, and will now be also suspended for Game 3. Should Draymond have been suspended, can the Warriors win without him?
0: Well, the Warriors haven't won with him this year. Not on the road, at least. (laughs) No, no, they haven't been doing shit on the road. But looking at, I mean, Joe Dumars has flat out said, this is a reputation. This is a a reputation suspension. And it's hard not to agree with that. Because Sabonis is doing his best Jeff Van Gundy. Yep. he has, He's, curled around, he's <laughs> curled around Draymond Green's ankle like he's Alonzo Mourning. And Draymond is just trying to get his leg out. Now, that's what it looks like. It looks like he's yanking to try and get his leg free. It doesn't look like he's Albert Haynesworth to Andre Girard. For, you know, my football fans out there. He, right. He's not doing this with malicious intent. He's trying to get free of a man who's wrapped around his ankle. Like he's Kurt Angle. So I don't know, you know, I'm waiting for Sabonis to pull down the straps and, you know, put put him in the ankle lock. Like that's just, you know, that's not a basketball play. Draymond Green's trying to, I, I'm not the biggest Draymond fan, but I'm 100% in his corner on this. He should not have to serve a suspension at all. He should appeal this. It it probably won't get reduced because he has the reputation he has. But He is, he is completely in the right ear. But I, I don't think anything's going to change.
1: Can yeah, I mean, he... I saw this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw this happen. Um, Lifetime, and I didn't think. He... I didn't think he really should have even been ejected from the game. I mean, mm. he grabbed his ankle, and we, I just don't know where you want to Draymond to put his foot. Like, where is he supposed to go? Like, exactly. this guy's got my ankle. I need it freed, and also, there's some frustration there, I'm sure, that you're grabbing at my ankle. Get off of me, you know? So, I, and as far as his suspension, I, I don't I don't really see why he's getting suspended a game. I mean, if you're going to suspend him, then you got to suspend Sabonis too because he played a part in this. Um, in regards to can they win without him at home? Yeah, I think they can. You know, it's going to it's going to take a lot, but this is uh, the defending champions. They have not been down 0-3 in a long time. So, yeah, I think they can get out of this.
0: They can definitely, can, And you know how it goes at home. Then the role players show up the best. So, Gary Payton, expect something more from him. You expect Wiggins to get back into the flow. You know, he has missed a lot of time. So, I think that's something that you know, that Warriors fans are hoping for. But, yeah, that's... The series is far from over. It's absolutely far from over. But credit to the Sacramento Kings. Like, they're going toe-to-toe with the defending champs. They're not afraid. And not only are they not afraid, they're taking it to them. They're outpacing Golden State. They're running. They're doing what they need to do. They have young legs. Ah. and And young legs will run you out of the gym, especially if, you know, the Golden State Warriors are a, an older team, so you definitely—it's definitely something to warrant. Now, like it's a lot; it's going to be a lot closer than either you or I predicted. But I, I think we're going to be in for a dogfight of a series. I still have the Warriors. I think when the water gets deep, I think the wa- i think the Warriors are still going to come through. But right now, like, somebody's got to win a home game, right? So the, they have to come in. They have to win a home game. And if the, if the Warriors don't do that, if the Kings are able to go up 3-0, that might be an issue. Like, that well, might be a little too
1: questions. One of the questions I have for you is, is, do you think this is the end of the Warriors' Not their dynasty, but the end of this this team. You know, I can't help but think about you know how the Spurs, you know, were you know were winning championships and were this dominant team in the playoffs. And all of a sudden, you know, Kawhi is hurt. They go out in a sweep, I believe, in the first round. I can't recall the team. I think it was in 2014 or 2015. And then we didn't hear from the Spurs again. So, do you see the Warriors walking that kind of rope right now?
0: It's close. I wouldn't say they're as far gone as the Spurs because the Spurs did hang on to Ginobili and Parker seemingly forever. And the guys that they brought in to replace him, like for Marcus Aldridge, they, they just didn't fit the bill. They were nice players, but they couldn't sustain the excellence. And now they just completely fell off the map. <laughs> right? So, they're hoping that the envelope gets, you know, get, turns their way and they get one by Yama. Ron So, we'll see what happens with the Spurs. But, if you lose Clay Thompson, if you lose Steph Curry, if you lose Draymond Green to free agency... I don't know. Like, Wiggins seems to be the guy. But he wasn't the guy in Minnesota. Is he a little bit old? Is he a little bit older? Is he a little bit more mature Yeah. But I don't know if I don't know if this roster as currently constructed they're going to have to do some overhauling. They're definitely going to have to do some overhauling because right now you have Jordan Poole Okay, you may be honest to something with Jordan Poole. Gary Payton's a role player. Kayvon Looney, role player. Kaminga, role player. I, they don't have... They won't have enough. They'd have to go and do what they did in the past and bring in another guy like a Kevin Durant. I'm not saying they're going to bring in Kevin Durant because he just... You know, he's still in Phoenix. But you need definitely a little bit of star power and you need to revitalize this team and you know it's a year or two in a year or two they can very well be in san antonio territory
1: yeah and then you know there are three other teams that are going to be without without their stars as well tyler hero broke his hand and will likely miss the rest of the playoffs. There's a chance he can come back for the finals. Ja Morant suffered a tissue damage in his hand and forcing him to miss the end of Game 1, and he's not playing tonight in Game 2. Giannis suffered a back infusion in Game 1. He tried to come back multiple times in Game 1. He was listed as doubtful earlier today, but I believe he's also been labeled as out for Game 2. See which injury is gonna be the biggest problem?
0: Well, currently Milwaukee's up 38 28 uh, on the heat. So it's it's tough, right? Because Tyler Hero is a good shooter. He's a good shooter, right? It was a hustle play, it was a freak play where he broke his hand, tried to take a shot, and probably made it worse on the release. Now the, the Heat desperately need shooters, right? Because they don't have many. And losing Hero is going to be a blow. John Morant, we know that the Grizzlies are as good, if not better, without John Morant. Yeah, it, that's it's kind of it's an anomaly, but it's such an amazing anomaly that you can't help but but keep note of it. But for me like it's got to be honest it, it it has to be honest that man is the reason why they are where they are the bucks rise and sleep right the sun rises and sets on janis's ability to be in this chris middleton chris middleton is not good enough to be an alpha He's a fine sidekick. He's a fine robber. He's not that. Now, in 33 minutes the other night, he did put up 33. Let's see him do that over the course of a series. Right? Now, you're going to have Bobby Portis, 21. Let's see him put that up over the course of a series. Everybody else was in the mid-double digits till single digits. They're going to need to figure something out drastically if Giannis can't go. And I'll tell you this much, playing Grayson Allen 32 minutes, ain't it? (laughs) So, I'm I'm just throwing that out there. Playing Grayson Allen that much time in game one, yeah, I guess you were kind of shell-shocked and didn't know what the hell to do, but that's not going to happen. That's not going to fly. Joe Ingles is probably going to have to take up that time. Bobby Porter is probably going to have to take up that time. You know, Jay Crowder. You have Jay Crowder. Now's the time to use him. So, if Giannis can't go, the Bucs are in major trouble.
1: Yeah, you know, I've had I've had issues with my back before. It sounds like his is a contusion. Um, which usually with ice and with the rest, it can go away and you can get back to normal. The only thing you worry about is it stiffening up on him. Um, I'm kind of in your camp. Um, I, as far as the Memphis Grizzlies are concerned, like they crushed it last year without Morant, and I think they're winning right now, right
0: without yep. Morant. They're so, up by twenty.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, that team knows how to win. Their coach knows how to account for when he's out. Um, The Tyler Hero thing, you know, I kind of agree with you, too. They need shooters. Um, You know, we saw what – we've seen what Jimmy Butler can do in the playoffs. He's just a super talented basketball player. And, really, you'd like to see him be Kobe, and you'd like to see Bam be Shaq, but they're not – or not they rely on the players around them to make them better um so you know i do think i do think hero is is gonna hurt especially losing him for the rest of the playoffs but i think bam and jimmy butler can elevate their game and they can find ways to make up for Hero's shooting but i'm with you on Giannis, man i mean he's the mvp right like he's the guy there's nobody that can fill that void. And yeah, you might get a game here and a game there, but it's just not the same. And you know, this could really hurt them, you know, down the line if they were to face a Philly or if they were to face, you know, a team another team of consequence.
0: Yeah, I mean Having somebody that attacks the rim the way Giannis does makes things easier for the perimeter players. And I think that's where the Heat kind of fell That's where they fell off, I should say, with their construction. Because, yes, you have a guy like Jimmy Butler who attacks the basketball, but your main acquisition was Kyle Lowry. Like, that's great as a facilitator, but you still need a shooter. You brought in Kevin Love. Okay. Like, he's not what he once was. Pretty decent, though. And then you have Tyler Hero. You still need more shooters. You still need more guys. Like, Jimmy Butler will go to the rim of the best of the 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 same way that Giannis will. And it's, you know, especially with a back injury, if you're going to pound down there or if you're going to try to assert your, you know, assert your physicality down there, that, you're going to bang down there, so you could easily re-aggravate this injury. Like, that's the other thing I need to be concerned about, if I'm Giannis. Like, if I'm down there, like, am I going to find myself compensating, kind of favoring, because I really don't want to get bruised up again?
1: Right, and these big guys can't be banging around. Like, you know, Joel Embiid's another one who throws his body around, like... I don't remember seeing Shaq falling on his back all the time. I don't remember Arvita Sabonis, like, taking, you know, falling on his stomach or falling on his side or, or getting clipped in the middle of the air. Like, you remember O'Keefe and hitting the ground all the time? Like, I don't know what these big guys are doing. Like, chill out. Like, why, why are you hitting the ground so much?
0: I don't understand that. And the... the... The bigger bodies, they're not as durable. Like we've seen it. Like how many times do you see like, Joel Embiid broke his wrist? Didn't he break his wrist falling? So, you know, it, it, you just have to be wary about that. But it's not meant. You're the body that big is not meant to take a toll that way. It's not. It's meant to deliver the punishment, not take it. So, yeah. you you hope gotta that be you've got you to be
1: smarter. You've got. You just got to be smarter. And know what your role is on this team. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be taking falls and taking shots like that. All those guys, even Tyler Hero, like, dude, what are you doing? It's 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 game one of the first round of the fucking playoffs. What are you doing, diving out of basketball hand first? Like this isn't baseball. What the hell were you planning on doing? What's the goal? What was the goal? To poke it out? <laughs> of his foot between his legs? Like, what were you thinking there? You jump on the ball and you dive on top of it. You don't lead with your hand first. You're shooting hand of all hands first. Come on, dog. You're a basketball player. That's like, you shouldn't be, like, taking swings at people. Like, what are you doing? Your hands are your livelihood.
0: No, you're absolutely right. It, it doesn't, I mean, it's a hustle play that went wrong, but it Yeah, wasn't but even, you got it wasn't a hustle. Necessary.
1: You gotta be smart about your hustle plays. It's game one of the first round. It's not like game seven and there's 30 seconds left and you're down by three. Like, come on, keep this thing in perspective. Right? Am I wrong? No, no. You can't let emotions get the best of you in these clutch situations. You can't, It was a stupid play by him. It was incredibly stupid. And as far as Jaws concerned, like, dude, if you're gonna go to the rack like that, on your way down, understand what you're doing. What, what do you? Why would you put your wrist in that position? What are you doing? I, I don't. I don't understand. Like I never listen. I've I've certainly gone into plays and had total lack of abandonment for my body, but there was also an understanding or a game plan as far as when I was coming down, <laughs> or how how important is this right now, or who am I going into, right? Mm-hmm. you can't just jump into a, a person like LeBron James or jump into a person like um, um, with the street clothes and, <laughs> and just not think anything's
0: gonna happen from that no that that you cannot play with a, you cannot play with a disregard for your body that's just not a smart way to do things especially at this time of the year because your roster is so thin and because so much is riding on the line and you are the best player on your team. Right?
1: I've had tissue, I've had tissue damage in my hand too. That doesn't go away, man. No that does no, not go no away and it hurts so bad. So bad it takes your breath away. the slightest touch. and if it hits in the wrong spot, it it hurts, hurts. You can't play basketball, man. You know this is, and you're the star player, and you've had all this, all this drama around you all year, and then this happens.
0: So, how much of that do you think is him trying to overcompensate for the drama that he caused?
1: Mm, that's a good question. I'm not sure. He's just been such a weird guy this year. I don't know what's going on with him. You know, I
0: mean, something I've about seen, Memphis. is. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know. <laughs> I've
1: seen him make that play before. Like that's not the first time I've seen him go to the rack like that. So it's not like he was Tyler Hero, what the hell you're doing? And Giannis too. I've seen Giannis go to the bear. I've seen that before. But you know, so
0: there's just something about Memphis I don't like between what <laughs> happened to Ja and Dylan Brooks being a douche. You know, it doesn't matter what Jaron Jackson is doing, doesn't matter what Desmond Bain is, they're being overshadowed by these two huge stories. Now, you know, credit to the Lakers. You do have to give some credit where credit is due. They did... They won the game, right? They definitely won the game. Now, is it... Again, is it sustainable? Rui Hashimura is not giving you 29 again. (laughs) Almost... almost. I can almost guarantee you that. That Rui Hashimura is not going to outscore LeBron. LeBron. So... You know, and currently Memphis is up 92-84 with 351 left in the fourth. So it seems to kind of have leveled out and it seems to be like it's an anomaly, but it's not what the NBA wanted, right? It's certainly not hard to really gauge,
1: hard, hard to really gauge what... Uh what Mr. Silver wants in this product he's put on I mean this whole Boston Hawk series
0: is just a, it's a shit show well you know you, you get what you pay for and you know the, keep telling Trey Young that he's overrated it worked so well at Madison Square Garden <laughs> just please just keep poking the bear just keep doing that Step outside of your safe area and make a statement without saying much with FCK Clout Lifestyle Apparel. Embrace the colorful chaos and stay emotionally regulated in their hoodies, snapbacks, graphic tees, accessories, and more. Season 3 merch is up now. Get it while you can. Go to fckclout.com and get all of your needs from men and women. That's FCKClout.com.
1: Yeah, moving, we're going
0: to the, we're gonna move to the ice now. So like, This let's,
1: is uh, the bread and butter of this show
0: today. Oh, The yes.
1: NHL hockey playoffs are just the best. They're always the best. It's the best sport in when playoff action arises.
0: It is fantastic. And we have a lot of great matchups too, right? We're, we're going to focus on the West for now, but tons of rivalry throughout both the Vegas Golden Knights and your defending champion Colorado Avalanche dropped game one in their series this is a big deal little deal or no deal at all
1: you know I'm gonna say it it could be a, I would say a little deal and it could become bigger right I mean we've seen this in hockey the hot goaltender gets hot I mean Golden Knights had an awesome year of Avalanche of defending champions I'm more concerned with the Golden Knights I didn't like what I saw out there they didn't seem like they were ready to play they seemed out of the Colorado we know those guys can play we know they can bounce back I can see them evening this series but for the Golden
0: Knights I'm a little concerned Scoring is an issue With the Golden Knights Like they have the talent They absolutely do They have Kessel They have Eichel They have 5-1 right They have Marcia So yeah They lost 5-1 Now Kudos to the Winnipeg Jets The Winnipeg Jets you know, <laughs> Kudos <great> to Winnipeg <laughs> Adam Lowry Wheeler Nemesnikov Mason Appleton You know He's logging Quality ice time Luke Dubois, that that cat is interesting. He was sucking on packets of maple syrup on the bench. That's an interesting, interesting fella. Had a nice goal, 18-22 of ice time. So, you have to be concerned about the goaltending, right? The goaltending is the issue. You went and got Jonathan Quick, but then you have Russell start for you. So... You bring in John the Quick for a reason. Now, if he's hurt, right, that's a different story. Like, you, of course, you're going to go with, with this with the guy who's healthy. But you figure you want a guy with that playoff caliber pedigree, right? You, you figure you'd want a guy that's won you a, won a couple of Stanley Cups or won a Stanley Cup. Like that's that makes sense to me. Colorado, I can see it as a one-off. They're gonna miss Landeskog. They've missed Landeskog for a while. He hasn't played since October. So this falls on McKinnon. This falls on Ronsonin. It falls on Lekkinen. These are these are the guys that are gonna have to step up in his absence. And now's the time for Alexander Georgiev to prove that he's better than what we thought he was. <laughs> right? <laughs> he that was, guy. He was Igor's backup. Now let's see in the big moments when the lights are on bright. Let's see if he can be that guy. Because Phil Grubauer had a hell of a hell of a game. 34 saves. Right? Fantastic job. Seattle's tough. Like right? they, they don't have the name value, right? But they have some players. Mm-hmm. And They are going to play you tough. This is their first time in the playoffs, right? Their first time in in franchise history. You know, Maddie Beneers, Ryan Donato, Jordan Everly, Morgan Geeky, Yanni Gord, Oliver Bjorkstrand. You have like you have a good core, Brandon Tanev. You have guys on this roster that are going to give you fits. And the way they play, they are they hang tough. Now Colorado, as the defending champs, like, I believe that they can weather the storm. But Kraken aren't going anywhere. They're not going to make it easy. They're not going to make. They're not definitely not going to. Oh make no, easy. they
1: play hard. They play hard.
0: Absolutely. Um, now the Golden Knights, they need to shoot. Wake up. They shoot. need to wake up.
1: I mean, come on! Would they have 16 shots on goal? 17 shots on goal? The guys got to shoot, man.
0: Not you know, at home. Hellebuck. Hellebuck made 16, 16 saves. Sixteen <laughs> saves. You, you, know, you you can't, you can't in good conscience only put up seventeen shots in a playoff game. I mean, these you know. two,
1: these two teams are got you know, they're you know, got the Golden Knights yeah. here, they've got the Avalanche. Really, they're yeah. supposed to be the top class in the West. You can't bring this garbage into the Stanley Cup Finals against the Rangers, against the, the Lightning, no. or against the Bruins. Forget it. No. no. Forget it. You're going to get
0: embarrassed. No, but it does tighten up the deeper you go in the playoffs, right? So that's the one thing. And there's been, you know, for all the success that Vegas has had, there's been a ton of instability there. Gallant was there. He's not there anymore. He's with the Rangers. DeBoer was there, right? There's just been, for a franchise that's still relatively young, It's there's been a, a lot, a lot of turnover and a lot of tumult. So... What, is it too much too soon i mean they were in the they were in the stanley cup in their expansion season the little manipulation of the uh, <laughs> a little manipulation of the draft there by mr Bettman. well done Gary. By, well done absolutely well done but i you know We we love you, Gary. You're you're probably our second. (laughs) He was an alleged
1: superstar for a long time, but he was. He's gotten in our good graces in the last couple of months.
0: Yeah, but that's because he's the longest tenured, and all the other commissioners have done such a shitty job job. that (laughs) that all Gary Bettman has had to do is show up and (laughs) like and stay fly under the radar, and he's good on that. But he does have a
1: fine playoff. Playoff um, product.
0: He does. He does. And you know, it's gonna. It has a ton of skill, a lot of grit, and just on the hair's edge of physicality. And that brings us to the Minnesota Wild's Matt Dumba. He finished his check on Dallas forward Joe, Joe Pavelski. The Dallas Stars, Joe Pavelski, was seeing stars after that hit. Now, was it vicious? Yes. Was it clean? Debatable. Debatable. The Dallas papers are calling for the NHL to throw the book at Matt Dumba. What say you?
1: Yeah, I I've watched it a number of times, and I feel terrible for the guy. From what I understand, he's a leader on the team. A bunch of a bunch of the younger guys live with him. Uh, he's a big voice in that locker room. But dude. gotta have your head up coming down in the uh in the other team zone and he didn't and you know as a defenseman you're taught to light them up and as much as i've seen it and as much as i feel bad for the guy it looks legit to me and you know he finished him so you know i feel bad but I don't think the NHL should be taking any action here, especially if you look at what's going on in the other games.
0: <laughs> now, as you're looking, it's a backhand pass. He finishes his, he finishes the pass, and then he gets finished by Matt Dumba. <laughs> it's a shoulder. It's a shoulder. It's not a stick. Does he come up near the head is the question. And I think he hit I think it's shoulder to shoulder. He's coming at a different angle. He's short he appears to be shorter than Joe Pavelski too. So there is he is coming at a different angle and going up. So to me, I think that's a clean hit. And Pavelski, you know, he saw some stars. He'll be he'll be back in no time.
1: Can Dallas win without him?
0: That becomes the question, because Minnesota is Minnesota is a is a pretty talented team with Kaprizov. Yeah, I mean, does this series matter? Does it matter? Does this series matter? In the grand scheme of things, you know, neither one of these teams are Stanley Cup contenders. So, in the grand scheme of things, no. But you still never you don't want to see guys get hurt, of course. No. And, yeah. you know, to, to me, this is a very similar to the Draymond Green thing, except Draymond Green does not, uh, Draymond Green has a reputation, Mad Dumba does not. So that's where, you know, from what I, from what I'm gleaning here, I don't necessarily like think that Dumba, Dumba may get fined, and I think the fine might be fair, but like that's about it name, I mean I don't
1: name. I don't like how he kind of jumped into it
0: you it's know, a two-minute penalty for charging
1: yeah I mean he did come off the he did come off of this you know off the ice to deliver the blow um, it was it was excessive but I mean, it's, it, he's doing his job I mean you know it, if this was the NFL he would have been definitely would have been fine for unnecessary roughness but that's not that's not how hockey plays it and the worst part of it was that you know the guy hit the ground and then his head hit the ice and that's what that's what jacked him up you know that's really right. what it, it wasn't it was the, oh, the hit was bad but the, the recoil from him hitting the ground and then hitting the ice is what did him in
0: this is not smashing his head into the dasher. This is He's not, not check- his face. Shoot. Right. This is not checking from behind into the glass. This is not slew footing. Right. Like no. Like this is a this is a hockey play. Right. This is He's- a hockey play. Yeah, right. Stop trying to legislate hitting out of hockey. It makes absolutely no sense. Right. It's you can argue with the other stuff after, right? The extracurriculars of it. That Dumba then has to defend himself from one of Pavelski's teammates. Yes, he's sticking with your teammates, but now you're dropping the gloves and now you're fighting over a clean hockey play. So I understand protecting your teammates, but if the shoe was on the other foot, it would still be a clean... If Pavelski delivered that hit, it would be a clean hit. It, It does not change the fact that... It was knocked to the head and the ice is what caused the damage like you said because it's his head his yeah. head snapped back
1: right you exactly. know exactly that's that's how i saw it i don't know if other people saw it that way but that's how i saw it i saw uh-huh. that the biggest thing was is like his his head hits the ice hard <laughs> and i think that's what really did him in this
0: isn't chris simon on steve moore this isn't Marty McSorley. This isn't – we've seen dirty play in the NHL. Sure. We, we have seen goonery in the <laughs> NHL. We have seen straight-up assault in the NHL. <laughs> the what other thing,
1: part – yeah, the other part is is you know, I'm not sure if there was – I don't really think there was malicious intent there. I don't, I don't think he was doing this to get back at him or to to knock him out of the playoffs or to make sure he didn't play the rest of the game. It simply looked like a defenseman doing his
0: job. Absolutely. So that's the thing. If Gary Bettman's going to have a hearing, okay, that's fine. You have the the hearing. Levy a fine. Just do that. Just levy the fine and move on. Now, like what you are saying before, does this really matter in the grand scheme of things? Most likely, whoever moves on is getting bounced by Colorado. So, <laughs> you know, for what it's worth, it doesn't really mean a whole hell of a lot. But, you know, you never want to see a guy get hurt. And Pavelski was able to, you know, leave the ice. He, you know, he was able to skate it off under his own power. So there's, there's something to be said for that. But you can't say that the NHL is not exciting. You can't say that the Stanley Cup playoffs don't deliver. Like Say what you will about the NBA, right? Because there's always going to be that NBA-NHL comparison. Easy. Yeah, that's yeah. easy. Yeah. NBA is trash. The playoffs are
1: trash.
0: Yeah. It's predictable. It's completely, you know, they're, it's completely predictable. This year, they're trying to throw some curveballs with all the injured superstars, but hmm. with missing superstars means mediocre basketball.
1: I so, heard that Mr. Silver wants to, uh, with the tournament that he's lobbying for, he wants to also change the, the jerseys. Players wear different jerseys for the in-season possible nicknames
0: on the as well, cuz we well, they, they just better to Well, they just... It's clear what that... That's a money grab. Like, that's just a, a reason for you to go to the concession stand and to go to the team store and buy stuff online. That's just a shameless shill... By add <laughs> and sh- it's a shameless grift on his part because he's trying to get e- his money out of your pocket don't you get it
1: are you in need of air care maintenance or service I have the company for you air care technicians they service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling, maintenance, and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at Technicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that DNZ sent you.
0: Bullshit or no shit, we're going to debate this week's most controversial sports topics right now. All right, boys and girls, we have a statement, and it's either bullshit. Or no shit. Bullshit or no shit number one. Kawhi Leonard and Russell Westbrook are better than... Kawhi Leonard and Paul George.
1: Mm, You know, I'm just going to say bullshit on this. And honestly, Westbrook just doesn't have any game, man. I mean, he made some really good plays in game one. He, uh... Block Kevin Durant, which was, I thought, was a phenomenal play. Um, and you know, he's a big guard, and he plays with a lot of heart. And PG thirteen, he can't close, he can't hit the big, he can't hit the big shot, he can't close out a series. But I mean, I do think he's a far better basketball player than, than Russell Westbrook. So I'm gonna say bullshit.
0: Well, at this point in time at this point in time, it's no shit, right? Because you know, Paul George ain't walking through that door. <laughs> so, you know, from the standpoint, from the to be the prisoner of the immediate moment, it's, it's completely no shit. But in terms of long term, and you know, this is lightning in a bottle from Russell Westbrook. You can't expect this. You can't expect this more than a, a little bit. Just because We've seen a longer period of time here Where Russ just has not been who he was Paul George For all his faults He's a scorer That's what he does He he does it pretty darn well Kawhi Leonard Makes either one of those guys better He's the linchpin He's the guy who is Critical You lose Kawhi Leonard, they're both fun. So, for me, just because Westbrook's actually playing, I'm going no shit on this. But, if they were all playing together, the combination of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is much better than the combination of Kawhi Leonard and Russell or Westbrook. So, a little bit of semantics, but still accurate. Bullshit or no shit, number two, Garrett Cole is getting your early vote for the American <laughs> League Cy Young.
1: I'll let you go first on this one. I know he's your boy.
0: <laughs> I, I, it, it can't help it. I'm sorry. He just has a, he has a hateable face. But <laughs> I hate you. It's just like can't stand it. But it's hard to argue, right?
1: It
0: he's is, first is. in he's wins. Really, he's really, he's, really he's first in wins. He's fifth in ERA. Right. He's third in strikeouts. He's first in quality starts, tied with my other bestie Marcus Stroman. So, you know, it, it's very hard to argue that the only other person that you could possibly make a case for, and that pains me to do so as well, is a guy like Sonny Gray. Oh. <laughs> put, yeah, right. And you know, also Shane McClanahan is doing well so far. He's tied with Garrett Cole with in uh with wins, so it's def- he's definitely something. Otani is somebody that you need to take notice of. Otani's been yeah, Otani's been pretty fantastic too. Yeah. Pablo Lopez is good. You know, it, it's something that. You definitely need to take into account, but it's a sprint, not a marathon. But in this sprint, Garrett Cole is out ahead of everybody, right? Yeah,
1: now. yeah, no, he's he's pitching better than I've seen him pitch ever. I'm going to say uh, no shit on this. Jeez, uh, as much as it pains me to say it, dude, is lights out right now. He's nasty, he's filthy, he's unhittable. he doesn't have any excuses. And he's he's their guy, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Cortez is good. Rodon doesn't look like he's going to play this season. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm with it.
0: It's, yeah, the, the, Yankees, the Yankees need him to step up. So it's, it's a good thing that Garrett Cole has gotten off to the start that he's gotten off to. Because, yeah, Rodon... He had a setback. Like he's he's now dealing with some back issues. That's definitely... <laughs>
1: this guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's...
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: It's so predictable. It's so predictable. As soon as he ate that contract, like Aaron Hicks, you're like, I can survive this contract. But Garrett Cole was doing what he needs to do, and kudos to him because he's been dealing and we'll see we'll, we'll see where it is at the end but right now it pains me to say it but <laughs> Garrett Cole yeah no shit Cy Young as of right now bullshit or no shit number three the cutoff of alcohol sales during a baseball game should be pushed up not back due to the new rules which are shortening the game I mean this
1: is no shit i don't understand this like i don't understand how the idea is for them to push the sale of alcohol to the eighth inning now because games are going so quickly but if the games are going so quickly then people are going to be leaving sooner and they're going to need more time to sober up really alcohol sales should be cut off in maybe the fourth or the fifth inning this may be prompt people to maybe get there a little earlier if they plan on drinking all day. So, yeah, I'm I'm with pushing this
0: up, not back. So this was brought to the attention by Matt Stram of the Philadelphia Phillies. Very so logical in, in, human being. Yeah, it's very well stated, well reasoned argument that we should be pushing it. We should be pushing it further back, not pushing it forward into the later innings because as his by his own admission if the game's over in 20 minutes like it has been you're trying to get fans to sober up enough to drive home in 22 minutes like that's dangerous (laughs) that's extremely
1: dangerous and how come we're not setting up checkpoints near the game wouldn't that make a lot of sense to like There should be checkpoints outside of every major league baseball game right now because of how we've adjusted for time. Like people didn't think about how much this time thing is really going to affect baseball. The other part is, is you really need to have vendors in the stands because I've talked to a lot of people that have gone to games recently. They get up for a beer or they get up for food. They come back. They've missed an inning and a half, an inning and a half of a baseball game and that's like gee i don't want to get up and go again and like from a friend well a friend of mine he went to the game with his daughter his daughter had to go to the bathroom his daughter wanted ice cream he wanted missing two innings
0: yeah no that that's very true that's something that is an issue especially even, even with the open concept stadiums now like your back is to the field right so you're watching the game on tv like, if you're lucky to have a monitor near you while you're online, or you're listening to the game on the radio when you're taking a piss. So, it's one of those things that, you know, you're, you're definitely missing out on it because you're going to get more alcohol. Now, maybe it's also a question of volume as a society, but that it's, that's another story for another day. Like I'm not really, like, too keen on trying to solve America's problem with alcohol but (laughs) uh, but yeah I mean the drinks have gotten larger the drinks have gotten more expensive and they just keep flowing they just absolutely keep flowing I was commenting uh, with my fiance when we went to City Field for opening day The, the cans they're now in the tall boys what we were drinking was in the tall boys 22 yeah so in the past, like it, it wasn't that much. And now it's changed. Like if you go to an NYCFC game, you're, you're now you're able to get Bud Light hard sodas and Bud Light seltzers, but in the tall boys, which is about four of the small cans. Four small cans. So you have two of those. Now had Eight small cans of Bud Light Hard Soda or Bud Light Seltzer. Like, that's a lot of alcohol in a very short period of time. Right. And the answer to your question, why is this happening? is money. (laughs) The answer to all of our questions, as per usual, is money. Now, some teams are doing something interesting. Where, like, well, the Yankees, for one. So it's two and a half hours or the eighth inning whichever comes first so like, maybe that's something that will help out but you're also pre-gaming right if you're a, a lot of people are pre-gaming so by that time I don't know if it's going to matter but sale, alcohol sales I mean, as much as it you know as, as much as we know it's not going to change it needs to because it's a it's a bigger picture social issue right you're driving drunk or like we focused in on that just about what about just fandom in general a bunch of drunken yahoos getting into a brawl in the goddamn stand how many times have we seen that how many times have I sent you a video of it on Twitter or I've sent you a video of it on like Instagram or texted you something like look at this fucking guy you know <laughs> or it's, you know it's amazing that teams see that and they think we just need to give them more let's give them more alcohol let's give right. let's give them another inning let's, innings let's give five. them let's okay. give them more time Oh my god, but kudos to Matt Stram. At least one person has their head on straight. So, another one, a, a Philly, it pains me to say that, but kudos to you, sir. You appear to be thinking most logically. love brownies? Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? A delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave. From the classic OB to Dutch apple to campfire s'mores and many more. Check out their website, SweetLifeBrownieCo.com, for their Friday brownie drops. At noon, their site goes live, and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook, too, at SuiteLifeBrownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043, and tell them D&Z sent you. That's sweetlifebrownieco.com, eight four five six four one three zero four three. Sweet Life Brownie Co. Because there's always room for a brownie. The Fade Store presents the alleged superstar of the week award. It is time for the alleged superstar of the week. We put up a poll on our Twitter page at D N Z, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of said vote gets the Coveted Ass Trophy, and a shout-out on this here show. And do you know who took home the Coveted Ass Trophy last week? D.
1: They don't.
0: The New York Red Bulls. For condoning racism. <laughs> racism doesn't fly. Does not, does not, does not. But that was last week. This is this week. Who are your nominees for alleged superstar of the week, D?
1: All right. The first one I got is the NBA. Suspending Draymond Green for his incident in Game 2 where he stepped on the chest of Sabonis. He got ejected in Game 2 and now he's being suspended for Game 3. This game goes back to Golden State now and they're going to be without one of their star players for a pivotal game where they're down two games to none. So I'm calling out the NBA, calling them the alleged Superstar of the Week. Next up, Tyler Hero broke broke his hand diving on the ground for a loose ball in the first game of the first round of the NBA playoffs. There's hustle, there's hard work, and then there's stupid. This was stupid. He broke his hand. He's out not only for the rest of this series, but he's probably out for the playoffs. The Heat will not be able to win a championship without him. Tyler Hero, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last and certainly least, the Warriors for being down 2-0 to the Sacramento Kings, forget about losing dream on. You guys are defending champions. You're losing to a team that hasn't made the playoffs in like, I don't know, like 20 years. You mm. can't be going down 2-0. You can't be going down 3-0. I picked you guys to make it to the finals. Warriors, you are my elite superstar of the week. Let's see
0: what you got. All good choices. All good choices. I'm gonna start with several major league baseball teams. (laughs) You're pushing back the cutoff on alcohol sales from the end of the seventh to the end of the eighth inning. Are you insane? (laughs) Just say. Fuck our fans, we don't care. (laughs) Just fuck fuck everybody, really. fuck fuck them fans. And everybody else, you're collateral damage. Right, exactly. Freaking drive. It's 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 a gray area, really.
1: You're gonna have to start giving out free tickets to the designated drivers of the damn game.
0: I mean, that would be good incentive, right? That would especially, but you have to give them good seats. Like, you can't just like stick them. Here are some bleacher tickets. Fuck you, man. I'm drinking Heineken Zero here. It's disgusting. (laughs) Come on. It's absolutely disgusting. I, I want my if, if I'm gonna get the if I'm gonna be a designated driver, I want some good damn seats. Give me home plate. my home plate is what I want. But Major League Baseball, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Number two, we're still in Major League Baseball. Matt Scherzer. You lost your mind after the umps ejected you for having an illegal substance on your hand. It's been a rough year for Max. Like, right? he's been getting lit up like a Christmas tree. His back's been bothering him. He seems to be unable to handle the pace of the game now that now, now that they've instituted this pitch clock. So we're going to some sort of sticky substance. Claims was rosin. Well, who am I to say? It could also be Crisco, Bardol, Vagisil, and he wasn't going to three-inch drop on curveball. And if the umps are watching you close, you scrub a jalapeno in your nose and you get it running. All you need to the ball up is wipe your nose. So, yes, Max Scherzer is becoming Eddie Harris right before our eyes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> do better, Max. Just do better. And last but not least, Domata Sabonis. What are you doing? What are you doing? Curled up, tucking tail, like Jeff Van Gundy, like coiling yourself like a snake around Draymond Green's ankle. What do you think he's going to do? Draymond's going to go Draymond. Right. Think before you act. You are my alleged superstar of the week. I think we've said our piece. Go to the Fade Route Twitter page at FadeRouteDNZ and vote. And vote, and vote, and vote, and for our nominee. Just do better, boys. Just do better.
1: You can't help but smile when you see a balloon.
0: Order up! It is time for us to order up. Order up, order up. Today, we are ordering up our top five favorite ESPN 30 for 30s. There have been so many, so many great ones. Let's see what we come up with from five Two one, what do you got, Dave? There
1: There's just so many. I There's know so many good ones. Um, but uh, so number five, uh, this is just you know these were some of my favorite players. That's why I liked it. it was LA to Marino, mm. and that's the behind the scenes look at the 1983 draft that saw six quarterbacks. That's right, six quarterbacks taken in the first round. So that's that that's my number five. Number four for me is Big Shot the story of the New York Islanders uh, almost being purchased by businessman John Spano who didn't have two nickels to rub together and he <laughs> still he still got he still negotiated the cable contract for the Islanders that saved them financially so there was some good that came out of that but he almost became the Islanders owner without having any money which is incredible um, we gotta number, figure out how to do that yeah uh number three is you don't know bo the legend of bo jackson one of my favorite players and some of the stories that are in that 30 for 30 you can say no way like no way that he was able to do that and no he was like when you know he he was like a legend like his stories are legendary and when legend becomes reality you print the legend that's basically what happened there. Um, number two, just sentimental. It's survive in advance. The whole uh, North Carolina State coached by Jim Valvano, you know, he was the huge underdog and he, he beat, you know, Houston in one of the greatest college basketball upsets ever, and then he, he Ends up dying from cancer shortly after that. Uh, that's just, you know, Jimmy v. And number one, I don't know why, but this always hits me hard. It's the best that never was the Marcus Dupree story. He probably mm-hmm. was like one of the best running backs ever in college football. And, you know, he chose to go a different route. I think he went to the USFL after football after after college oh no or canadian league or he just didn't he didn't go to the nfl he decided to try to make money and he wound up hurting his knee and just never amounted to anything now like drives a gas truck in like mississippi um, but some runners up i want to note is uh nature boy bad boys i hate christian leitner four days in october ran university in the four fours of Four Falls of Buffalo. Uh, I exclude them from my list, but they're very good. Very good.
0: They're all great choices, and you have there are so many that you can do some in more recent vintage, and some in the older in the older vintages. But you can't go wrong with any of the ones that you've listed. For me, right, I'm gonna go number five: the Tuck Rule seeing Tom Brady and Charles Woodson together watching the game, breaking down the game. It, it was a very interesting insight into what was going on at the time. And it's something that, you know, it shows you that you strip it all away. it's They're still friends. You know, it's still two friends busting each other's balls. And that's pretty, that's pretty cool. You know, at the end of the day that You know, Charles Woodson can still take it in stride, and Tom Brady can, you know, can kind of twist him a little, tweak him a little bit, saying that it actually was a fool. But um, that was a really good one, in my opinion. Number four, (sighs) Once Upon a Time in Queens is great. Like, I mean, it's hard not to enjoy. The depth in which they went, you know, I preferred it to Doc and Daryl. I I, per, I thought it was, you know, more in depth, and I thought that it was, you know, just a, a captivating, captivating documentary. Number three, I like King's Ransom mm. about the Gretzky trade, and yeah. it's you know it was. I think the, that was the first one. It was, was the, the, the first. very first one very first one but you know what if you're gonna start something you go in you go in big and they did Peter Berg directed it and it was very very good you know you've got the 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 business aspect of it the Edmonton Oilers are going broke they need to figure out how to get Gretzky how to get money and cash into the franchise and the only, you know, one of the few assets they had that they could actually move without disrupting the entire team and, you know, Gretzky had wanted out. He was, you know, dating Janet Jones at the time. I think they were going to get married or... I think they get married about halfway through the documentary. She's and there's just gorgeous. all these... She, she was. And she was just, just coming out of like Police Academy 4 or whatever. So, like, the, that acting career is really taking off. Um, so... It's it's fascinating from not just the interpersonal standpoints, but also the business standpoints. And still the to, to think that the oilers really didn't get that much back. And the Oilers won another cup while Gretzky never didn't really amount to much. Big picture in LA. Yes, he was the biggest star, but no hardware. No hardware went home to LA. So it was very fascinating to see that. Number two. It's a coin flip for me, like because they're both very, very good. One's about college football, the other one's about pro football. The U Just the the you directed by Billy Corbin. Just taking you through the program, right? And taking you through, Michael Irvin, taking you through all of the 80s as encapsulated by the University of Miami football team and into the 90s and then into the early 2000s with Willis McGahee and Larry Coker as the head coach. You know, it's fascinating. You know, Luther Campbell's involvement and and how he was able to kind of bankroll the U it was all it was very fascinating and it really it really like shows you how the NFL was shaped by the University of Miami and the University of Miami was not a traditional power and still isn't. So that is pretty, pretty awesome. And number one. You had it further down on your list. I put it at number one, Elway to Marino. It's draft day, but a re- in real life. It's... The role of Ernie Accorsi is being played by Kevin Costner. No, it's the other way around. The role of Kevin Costner is being played by Ernie Accorsi in real life. And the... idea that Elway is going to hold up the process and the drama of it. And then leaking the... Did Dan Marino do coke? You know, it's just... The the underlying storylines and the depth with which the intrigue went and then you have the backroom dealings and the negotiations all involving these kids who are going pro. Yes, we think of them as, you know, who they are but at the time, you know, student athletes that's who they were. So, before they were legends, they were college players. And it was just a, a very well-done documentary. And it really, like, it, it captured my attention just from, like, like those were the guys I came up with, you know? Like, growing up as a football fan, oh, yeah, Elway, Jim Kelly, Dan Marino. These were the guys. Like, these were the legends in our time. And to see... How that draft class shaped the NFL for years to come is pretty amazing stuff.
1: This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast on Wednesday nights on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So until
0: next time, stay
1: fade, everyone.
0: Time for us to run the Go Route, but we'll talk to you next week.